Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. Welcome back for another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. I have an exceptional guest today, Courtney Elko, who is the founder of Go Live Your Story and is a business coach with nearly 20 years of content creation experience as a former full-time writer, editor, and journalist and content creator. She created her coaching programs to help other female entrepreneurs to better tell their story of their businesses and products. She is forever authentic and helps clients show up authentically too. Courtney loves brainstorming new content ideas to help her clients promote their businesses, but also loves to show them how to repurpose existing content so it can work harder for them. Courtney is a storyteller at heart and loves seeing her clients expand their visibility through the power of storytelling. This is so exciting. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Courtney. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's so funny. I was actually just having a conversation the other day uh, with my sister-in-law who just finished her MBA. And she said that one of the courses that she took was specifically around storytelling and storytelling for businesses, storytelling for marketing, um, you know, expanding and all that. So this is totally what, you know, marketing and, and everybody needs to know as a business owner now. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah, it's the story that it's the story that sells, right? <laughs> yes. So let me first ask: How did you go from journalism and being a, red, uh, a writer and editor into more like helping entrepreneurs tell their story? Because that seems like uh, a, a good transition, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, we I can thank the pandemic for that transition. Actually, um, yeah, I had been a journalist for about almost almost 20 years um, in news and in travel, at at news and travel websites. Um, And I was laid off in the pandemic. Travel website couldn't couldn't hang on, um, as many industries could not, as the travel space was decimated a little bit for a short period of time. Of course. (laughs) Um, And I had always wanted to own my own business. Uh, My dad is is in contracting. He's had his own business my whole life. So I, I knew I always wanted my own business, but did not had no idea what like a writer what can what kind of business can a writer have I didn't want to be a blogger I had a blog a personal blog a travel blog separate from my full-time job I ignored it and rarely touched it and to be, being a blogger isn't necessarily being a business owner you can make money from a blog but it's not the same thing so it took me a while not I guess yes a while probably years subconsciously years. And then when once I was laid off, I was like, okay, for real, what is my business going to be? And um, I took a bunch of courses and classes and coaches helped me figure it out. 
I know. Isn't it amazing how much coaches, coaches help us along the way? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And it was the women inside actually a group program because at the time I was a travel blogger and um, they were coming to me with blogging questions and writing questions and like, how, how do I do this and how do I do that inside the program? And I was like, interesting. I'm like, they don't know what I know. I was like, maybe I could help people know that. Um, And yeah, I started more in the beginning, it was more like content help. And then I shift, I realized I was helping more in the storytelling of their business. And then, so it morphed into more of a business coach than, yeah. That's so cool. And I love that you sort of almost got into it by accident in the sense that people were reaching out to you in the coaching program, because that's how a lot of people start in entrepreneurship is yeah. they they try something new. And in your case, it was like a coaching program. Then yeah. they realize that there's a whole need or a gap in the market in a particular area that you have an expertise in. And I know for me personally, like I'm a numbers girl. I work with spreadsheets and I work with, you know, projections and calculations and things like that. So for me, working with somebody that knows the storytelling side of a business and how to put what I do into plain English so that other people could understand it is so important because it's just Mm -hmm. not a strength of mine. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes no sense. Because I don't have your strengths. (laughs) (laughs) Numbers and me do not get along. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny as a lot of people say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, what is an example of maybe maybe you could give us an example of what storytelling for a business an online entrepreneur looks like like an example of an existing client that um you've helped in this in this situation yeah um i think I think the more we grow as entrepreneurs, the the bigger you get, the more you move past those beginning stages, you kind of remove yourself from, from your story. It's more, you're educating your clients, you're promoting your business, you're selling, but maybe you're not sharing as much about you anymore. Um, and I think that's what I try and bring back, put you back into your brand a little bit more. Um, uh, I like to have my clients write out their, their whole story, if you will. (laughs) Um, but I have them do it in transformational moments in sections and in bite-sized pieces. They don't have to write their whole biography. Um, but those transformational moments, when you look back at, I think we forget where we came from. So when we look back and it's like, Oh, like when I, I wrote my own story, when I was starting figuring out what I wanted to do. I wrote out my story and it's, I'm like, Oh my God, this is exactly, I should, I should be doing this. What I'm doing now, looking back, I, this is every step, every one of these transformational moments got me to where I am now. So I think having, I have my clients do the same thing. Think about those transformational moments and what led you to where you are today and why you are where you are today. And then you can use those transformational moments for content on repeat all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I love that because one of the things that I learned, um, when I first started doing my coaching experience and going through that whole program was, um, that the best coaches are people that focus on an area of, um, something that you've been through yourself. So in my case, I went through a huge financial crisis in 2017 when I came through, uh, when I went through a separation in Australia. And basically, I I wished I had a financial coach 
to get me through that because I was even working in finance at the time and Mm -hmm. I still didn't know what I needed to be doing until I came out on the other side. Yeah. And so it was almost like I learned all these things during this experience that then led me to having a whole wealth of knowledge in a particular area that could help other people. And that's Mm -hmm. the same when it comes to Uh, you know, other people's businesses, whether they're a business coach, whether they're a copywriter, whether they're, um, you know, a a women's health coach or something, you know, there's Mm -hmm. usually the best coaches are people that have been through an amazing transformation themselves and can talk from their own personal experience and then help others through that transformation. Exactly. Because yeah, it's, and the struggle there, the hardship that you went through mm-hmm. is the story that exactly. you want you want to tell and we want to hear. <laughs> so yeah. it, it makes you human. The story makes you human and that struggle or the mess or whatever makes you human. Yeah. And everybody wants to know that we're not alone and how we see we see ourselves in someone else. Like that's that's the whole point of, of storytelling yes. for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So when it comes to storytelling, are there any like pillars or any things, anything that people can use as a guide uh, to telling their story? Um, authenticity is, is huge (laughs) for sure. Be yourself, tell your actual story. Don't try and imitate someone else to try and tell a similar story. Um, yeah, like I definitely, authenticity is I think the biggest thing and then show, don't tell your story. Um, Telling, I think a lot that gets hung up with a lot of entrepreneurs too. They just say, oh, this happened, like period, the end. <laughs> like, no, yeah. you can actually describe how yeah, it just, happened, explain yeah. the feelings, like show, yeah. paint the picture of yeah. the event or um, anything like that. But yeah, show, don't tell is like a huge tip I always tell my clients. Um, and then authenticity, because you are like, you are who we want to know about the genuine, right. your genuine self is, is who that's who we want to know about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw something recently about um, storytelling about how um, you start with a pain point. It's like, for example, in 2017, I was in, you know, a financial situation, which left me feeling alone, scared, broke, and, I don't know, whatever, vulnerable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and then this happened and it could be like, you know, I found this person, I found this financial coach, or I found this lawyer or accountant who pointed me in the right direction, gave me the tools and planning that I needed. And then I came out and this was the result. So it's like, it starts with like pain point solution and then end result or like how you feel now or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong because I can't I can't remember exactly the story. No, you're on the on point. <laughs> That's what I mean by transformational moment as well. It's like you were here, something happened, and now you are here. So yes. those yes. are the actual little there. We have a million of those transformational moments. We were here, something occurred, a pandemic occurred, and I was laid mm-hmm. off. I was a journalist. A pandemic occurred. That was the event, and now I am a business coach. That is the chunk of that chapter right. of, of my story. That's yes. That's exactly what I help my, yeah. <laughs> my clients to uncover all of those transformational moments because we have many of them throughout our lives and throughout our businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, what you said there about, you know, stories are 
are more important than um, marketing or selling or things like that because people resonate with it. And everybody's story is going to be different and your story is not going to resonate with everybody, but there will, there might be somebody out there who also lost their job in travel uh, during the start of the pandemic. And they go, Oh yeah, I have this skill that I'm not using, um, Mm -hmm. you know, but I did have this experience or whatever before the pandemic. Then I also lost my job. So then they resonate with you and that's how they want to then buy or work with you or whatever. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's the emotion behind, behind the story. There's uh, every story. I would say every story has, has an emotion. Some yeah. sort of an emotion is tied to it and we buy from emotion. So it's a whole, it's a, it's its own transformational moment where it's story, emotion, buy. <laughs> There's yeah. kind of, yeah. all three go together and we can buy from a variety of, of emotions. Like if you're, uh, I have nothing to, I'm angry cause I have nothing, no clothes to wear. And now I'm going to go buy some clothes. Like there's yeah, yeah. all emotions make us buy. <laughs> so. so when it comes to actually um, writing in your business, you say the word authenticity and I, you know, everybody, everybody has their own de- definition of authenticity. When it mm-hmm. comes to authenticity in storytelling, could you use an example of like something that's inauthentic versus authentic in terms of language? Yes. I'm trying to let me think about that. I think our tone, everyone has their own tone in how they write and how they speak. Um, I personally take somewhat of a humorous tone in storytelling, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people take serious tones, all, all different things. And I think knowing what your tone is and then using it. Don't try if, if you are a serious person, don't try and be funny. I mean, you can (laughs) incorporate humor, but I mean, don't try and be a comedian either at the same time. Um, but yeah, I think knowing who you are as a person and then who you are as a business owner, the two should be the same. (laughs) You should be who you are as a person as is in your business as well. And I think that the more confident we are in knowing who we are and knowing who we are as, as business owners, I think that allows us to show up more authentically um, because you're secure and confident in who you are as a person. So you can then show up authentically. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I like what you said there about like, um, you know, sort of like embodying who you are and not trying to be something that you're not. Like Mm -hmm. if you're a comedian, be a comedian. If you're a serious um, bookkeeper who's giving people tips on how to manage their, you know, receipts better than don't try and be funny about it. And it might, it might blow up. It might be like, Oh, you don't want to pay the tax man this year. (laughs) It's like, well, nobody wants to pay the tax man. Like it's not funny. (laughs) You're right. Exactly. Exactly. That could blow up in your face. (laughs) You know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's, I mean, you and I met through our coaching program with, uh, Jillian and I think Mm -hmm. she's a classic example of being authentic in everything that she does. Jillian Murphy. And, Mm -hmm. You know, her brand is fun, energetic, loud, Mm -hmm. out there. Like she's really, if you go to her page, all of her, um, you know, all of her content, all of her stories, they're all aligned. They all speak with the same tone. They all have that, you know, high powered party energy. She uses party (laughs) songs in her reels. and. And that's her. So if she yep. all of a sudden used 
dark ominous music in the back right. in the back of one of her um in the back of one of her reels or something like that people would be like whoa this is whoa what's going on very yeah, yeah like well, this mm-hmm. is very off-brand for you <laughs> right right and and she shows up as that same person on coaching calls too yes so absolutely she is authentically herself in on social media and in her business she's yes she's showing up the same and that's important for sure i think being transparent in in all the things it makes you authentic Mm -hmm. yeah I love that um so okay so let's talk about the three tips that you have for using your authentic voice on social media so let's say somebody is new to online business they're like I don't even know how to tell a story on social media what are some of the things that they can do uh to use their authentic voice yeah. Uh, well, I think step one is showing up. <laughs> That's yeah. sometimes the hardest one to do, uh, yeah. but always showing up uh, and showing up as you, as genu- your genuine self on social media, because there are a million accounts out there and a million people that are similar to what you do, but some your followers follow you for you and they want to see you showing up every day yeah. or, or mostly every day. Um and so, by showing up, you mean like posting yeah. regularly or talking yeah, stories? Yeah. Yes. I, for me, I mean, I do say posting to Instagram stories daily is important, but yeah. things happen. If, if you can't do it, that's fine. Um, but, and then posting to the feed, do it consistent, consistently, but, but whatever consistency looks like for you, mm-hmm. if that's two or three posts a week, cool. If that's every day, if you can post every day, also cool. Finding consistency for yourself, being your authentic self and how you, how often you can post, I think is just as important because you don't want to burn out. Um, burning out in social shows in the social media world is easy to do. So yep. finding that consist balance and consistent consistency for yourself is, uh, important. Um, but yeah, showing up as you <laughs> is definitely yep. the, the first the, yeah. the most important tip, but then I think showing behind the scenes of mm-hmm. your business and your life is also important. We always want to, um, the content pillars I always suggest are, um, educate, entertain, what are they? <laughs> educate, entertain, sell and promote, but I'm, I'm missing one. There's, there's yeah. another one in there. Um, Aspiration, I think. Yes. Inspire. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> inspire, yeah, yeah. educate, entertain. I was like, wait, I remember this promote. from Jillian's call. What was the last <laughs> yeah. one? Yeah. 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 You want to do all four things. Um, but I think we can do that while, uh, and also take them behind the scenes of maybe you're educating your audience on tips for how to balance your checkbook or whatever. Do we even do that anymore? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't, I probably should be. Um, but yeah, tips for X, Y, Z, but then flip the camera around and actually show your audience how you do that actual exercise. I always suggest um, to my clients to plan out their content in a high level way for like the quarter for the month and then the narrow down the week of, um, yes, but I, need I did. To do that. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not easy. It makes it easier later yeah, <laughs> when, totally. when you take the time to plan. Uh, but I take my clients or yeah, I did an IG live a uh, couple, maybe last month about, I, I took them through the process of my, my content planning process, the, Love the literal steps that I, that I take. I took them a little behind the scenes of how I plan, plan my content. Um, 
And yeah, I think behind the scenes of your business is great, but then also the behind of your life. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I agree because I I feel like I resonate most with people who show up as real people, you know, like somebody who says, for example, I posted in, I think it was March. I did a podcast uh, recording, a solo episode on how I had my first virtual course go live in January and it was a complete Mm -hmm. flunk. And it was like, spent like, I don't know, 25 grand on the launch, was working on it for four months, did all these things wrong. And it it sold like 2,500 bucks (laughs) worth of of, um, things. But anyway, I recorded a podcast on it and I was sitting, feeling sorry for myself for like a month after this course went live, not doing any Mm -hmm. work, not stepping up, not showing up on social media. I was just like literally in a, in a funk. Yeah. And I recorded a podcast on it and I told the whole story of what went on during that time and what I felt and the exact numbers of how it flunked and everything. And it still to this day is my highest downloaded episode by Mm -hmm. like four times. Yeah. It was shared. It was shared on LinkedIn by people. I had all these people message me and say, that was such a genuine episode. Like, thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing your experience because I think a lot of people are out there selling all these wins and all these unrealistic expectations of what being an entrepreneur is like and blah, 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 that it actually resonated so much with people who are just starting out their business. And they're like, oh, I'm going to do this amazing thing and spend so much money on it and do this marketing strategy and blah, blah, blah. And they put it out there and then there's just crickets. And then they go, wait a minute, am I bad? Did I fail? Did I screw up? Am I not meant for this world? And to hear that other people have gone through the same thing is what makes you feel human and makes you feel connected to them, right? Like Mm -hmm. I've had three failed course launches this year. You know what I mean? And, and, And I'm still going because I know that this is all part of the process. Each one of them, I learned something different. Each each time we go through this, we learn something unique. And all Mm -hmm. of that starts to build our story, as you said. Yeah. You know, showing up authentically. The difficult. Yeah, exactly. Sharing the mess, sharing the the difficultness, the the failure that wasn't a failure because you you learned from it, obviously. (laughs) Yes. Um, That's what people resonate with because I think when we – Maybe someone, maybe they, I think when we look at coaches or whoever, we're like, oh, she's perfect. She does all the things. Mm. She ma- She's making millions of dollars. She's posting all the beautiful content. She's so perfect. I could never work with her. She's yes. too, she's out of my reach. She's too yeah. perfect for me. But then you share the, the, the bombed launch or you share, yeah. you share, you yep. share the struggle and the mess and you're like, oh, well, wait, hold on. Maybe I, maybe she's not perfect and neither am I. So maybe yes. like I do want to work with her because she's a real person to me now. She's yes. not on a pedestal anymore. She's a real, a real all around person. She has struggles as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's so true. And then also when it comes to storytelling about clients, you know, because yeah. I, I don't know about in your industry, but for, for me, for example, people think that they need to have a lot of money in order to work with a financial coach. Whereas Mm. that's not necessarily the case. Like I work with people who are earning good money, but don't know what to do with it. And so they don't have savings yet, or they have debt, or they have financial stress in their marriage. And it's like, how do we, 
how do I tell stories about my existing clients who are everyday people and what they're going through so that other people can be like, oh, that's actually the same as what I'm dealing with. Like, I don't right. know which debt I should pay off first. And I feel smothered at the end of the right. month. Or, mm-hmm. you know, me and my husband fight about money all the time because we don't have a plan. We just yeah. wing it yeah. every month or something, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. so then people hear that and they're like, oh, that actually sounds like me. Like, I don't need to mm-hmm. have hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank in order to work with a financial coach. Thanks. It's right. more about understanding, you know, what to do next kind yeah. of thing. Same yeah. thing goes with your business because as you were talking, I, I one of the things you said was you did a, a Instagram live where you were taking people behind the scenes of what you do for your own content planning. Now, mm-hmm. for someone like myself, who's never done content planning, yeah. that's super interesting to me because I'm yeah. like, oh, I know I should be doing this just like everyone's like, oh, I know I should be saving, but I don't, (laughs) you know, I know I should be saving every month, but then I have all these marketing emails that hit my email inbox and I get sucked in, you know, but (laughs) we all know what we should be doing. It's like losing weight. We should be exercising more. We should be eating at home. We should be eating clean and drinking more water. Like we all know roughly what we should be doing, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Uh but then it, but then it comes down to the actual actionable steps that- Like, for example, could you give us an example of a couple of the steps that you did in your content creation plan? Yeah, I, um, it's a whole, yeah. So I brainstorm first for the month or the, the quarter and just get all of the ideas out of my head. I think that is a huge first step to do, um, blogs I want to write, email newsletters I want to write. Um, and then I even, I'm ongoing saving reels as I'm just scrolling if one, hits. I'm like, Oh, I might want to use this. I save them in Instagram. So then it's a smaller pool that I'm looking at when it is yep. time to go create. So I scroll through those, um, and brainstorm, I hear the, the trending audio and then write down what I want to say <laughs> for that because I'll forget. So I just write, I write the trending audio. I write the sound and just brainstorming all of that and getting all of that down on paper. I use actual paper, pen and paper. Um, I'm the same. Plan. I'm literally taking <laughs> yeah. notes as we oh, talk yeah. on pen and paper. I recently Covered just ordered all these little <laughs> sticky things from Amazon. Uh-huh. And I like love them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think brainstorming and getting all that out first is, is important. And then, um, then I kind of work backwards. I reverse engineer from there. Um, I go look ahead and then pull back, look ahead and pull back. Um, like I think about what offers I'm going to be promoting for, for the month or the quarter and then, okay, what reel would make sense for that offer? What newsletter will make sense for that offer? If I want, if the program starts on August 15th, I want to promote it for two weeks prior. So I, then I need another two weeks prior to that to create the content. So I'm constantly planning and scheduling backwards. And, and when I say plan and schedule, I think people also freak out by like, Oh, like a content plan. Like that's so like etched in stone. Like then I'm very committed and I must do this. No, (laughs) (laughs) I, I create a plan literally to be flexible, literally. So I can like bail out on it if I need to. It just, I can see what I have to do next and it, or what has to be posted next or what I want to post next. But if that day comes and I don't feel like getting on Instagram or I don't feel like writing a caption, it's okay because I have planned, I can easily just push, push a couple days, push a day to prevent 
not to, to make burnout not happen for sure. I think planning scares people probably for you too in the, fi- yep, in the financial absolutely. world, but the plan is like, it's just, it's just a guide. It's yep. suggested. <laughs> you don't have to stick to it. I mean, it's good to stick to it. You want to mostly stick to it. Um, but it gives but us yeah. direction. Yeah. It gives exactly. us like having it's a plan. Same thing for finances. Like when I go through a mm-hmm. goal setting process with my clients, we look at zero to 12 months, one to three years, three to five years, five plus years. And yeah. we, when we do these goals, people get, you know, they get a bit nervous because they're like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be one to three years or three to five years. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's three and a half years or four years or two and a half years, as long as we have it down somewhere so that we can mm-hmm. visualize what we're going for exactly. and how yes. we're going to use you know, in my case, how we're going to use finances to get us there versus how are we going to use reels or Instagram or yeah, blog posts exactly. or podcasts to get to get us to where we need to be. For example, a course yeah. launch, right? If we know a course launch right. is launching on December 1st, when like working backwards, as you said, reverse engineering, mm-hmm. this is a, pretty much exactly what I do with my clients in my business, yeah. but just a different, a different, different product, medium. right? A different plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. So, but yeah. reverse engineering is, is what we do. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, if we know we want to buy a house in five years and the, and the house is going to cost us $1 million, we need to save yeah. 20%. Okay. So we need to save 200 grand over the next five years, how much do we need to save per year based on our savings capacity, et cetera, right? right? Whereas with yours, it's like, okay, we know that in December 1st, we're going to have a course go go live. Four Mm -hmm. weeks before that is going to be the pre-sale hype period. So two weeks before that, we need to do the content creation. Two weeks before the content creation has to be the writing or the brainstorming. And before you know it, eight weeks out type of thing, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's why I try and help them take a high level view by quarter or by month, yes. but then on month Sunday or Monday, okay, now what day and what time are you going to post that yes. reel or that send yeah, that newsletter, it, break it down. Once you're in it, then you can actually schedule it to the down to the actual day a month out. You don't have to be like, okay, on this day at exactly this time I am posting this I need reel. to, yeah, have to yeah. be. which I've done <laughs> in the past. And that's partially why I screwed up. Cause then on the day I was like, I need to post this thing. And I got in my head about it. And then I was like, I don't want to do it. And then I got fear and then I didn't post it. And then nothing happened. <laughs> yep. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah. Cause yeah, I'm much... a huge fan of batching as well for that reason. Yes. I yes. try and batch a bunch of reels when I'm in the zone the to zone. batch a bunch of reels. Yeah. Cause gotcha. I'm not in the zone often. I'm Yep. I'm in the zone maybe once once a month. <laughs> totally. But, then, but they're totally. all sitting there waiting for me to use on the day yeah. that I'm just sitting on the couch, like, let me just quick post this real quick. I don't feel yeah. like it, but it's all right, it's here, it's ready for me. Post. Yes. Like it's yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. besides batching content, what are some of the other things that you could do that, you know, a new entrepreneur or someone like myself who's not, you know, the most <laughs> organized when it comes to social media, <laughs> social media, I'm organized when it comes to podcasts and my business and clients, but social media is just the, one of those things that I just find like a niggling pain in my back. <laughs> and so I just, you know, yeah. I, I don't mind jumping on stories, but the actual grid posts, I don't love doing. So what are some of the things that like, besides um, content batching, is there anything else that you can suggest for people that don't love doing, you know, like a big content strategy type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think repurposing content is huge. I love repurposing content. If you have a podcast or a blog or an email newsletter, 
you can literally copy and paste and make that a caption. <laughs> yeah. Like not the whole, not the whole blog, but like a couple sentences from your blog or your email newsletter can become the social media caption. And I feel yep. like that's sometimes once you know what it is that you want to say, oh, okay, now let me just go mm-hmm. find a photo of a sunset yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put text on it or not, but the caption you, you, you've already written it. And the same thing with me even making blogs, emails and emails, blogs. I've done that several times with my own content. I'll write, um, so I'm focusing more on my email marketing than my, than my blog. Cause I'm like, okay, my email list is actual warm clients. My blog is if maybe someone finds me on Google. So I'm going to focus right. more on my email list. So I'll write personal emails, storytelling type emails yeah. to my, uh, email list, but then and it gets sent out to everyone, but then I will copy and paste and make a few little tweaks or edits and make that exact email a blog that now lives on my website forever. Yeah. And I, in the next email, put take the link from that blog and just write a sentence. And it's literally the same thing they've already read, but they, it's just the link to it. Or a, or a snippet of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's the, they don't. Yeah. Or a snippet. And then you can use that for the Instagram exactly. post caption. Yeah. And so yeah, like all that. about repurposing yes. for sure. And even taking, like I said yeah. earlier with the transformational moments and from your story, if you know what that story is and you can pull from a struggle and yeah. anytime you're having a struggle, pulling content from that, whatever you are dealing with or living through in the moment is a social media post for, totally. for sure. Totally. Yeah. Oh, this has been so good. I feel like we yeah. have gotten so many great tips. I've like taken a whole page of notes and I feel like <laughs> next week when I'm back from holidays, I'm going to sit down and schedule out a whole day to do some brainstorming yeah. and content planning and look at, because I've got a course launch coming up, I'm going to like reverse engineer yeah. my whole content strategy. So I'll probably be hitting you up for some tips, but where yes. is the best place for our listeners to get in contact with you if they want some uh, support in their business and storytelling? I know that you are very active on Instagram. Is that the I best am. place for them? Yes. It is. Yes. <laughs> Instagram's my, sp- my spot. Go live Perfect. your story so, yeah. on Instagram. In the DMs, any- anywhere. I love having conversations in, in the DMs because to me, conversations are just Perfect. another form of storytelling. So love. Reach out for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can... You can reach out to Courtney at Go Live Your Story on Instagram. We will link it down below as well. We'll also put your website so that people can take yeah. a look at some of your blogs. That would be amazing. And um, if there's anything else that you'd like to add today, I have had such a good chat with you. I am so yeah. glad that we finally connected uh, after meeting yeah, in me Jill's too. course. Yeah. This was mm-hmm. this was so much fun. You helped me yeah. a lot uh, when we were yeah. on that program about my yeah, own content great. strategy and ideas. So yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Thanks. Great. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey. 